0: This is the weekly sales meeting for November 13th, 2022. My name is Chris Fleming. You can reach me at chris at cdmediaconsulting.com or go to our website at cdmediaconsulting.com. Today's topic, do it later means do it never. We always think we have more time, more time to get things done than we do. Time is fleeting. Time is expiring. Time is a commodity that ticks away daily. How many things do we put off with this inane notion that we always have more time to do it later who has put something on a to-do list that has stayed there for weeks and months on end each day moving to the next list time has a way of catching up to us until we are out of time and out of options take 100 people and you will always have some that get started but most will put things off and another group waits until the last minute to get started I'm sure psychologists can describe this method above. For the rest of us, when we say, I'll do it later, we are saying, I will do it never. Philip Stanhope was the fourth Earl of Chesterfield. He was an 18th century British statesman. He wrote, know the true value of time, snatch, seize, and enjoy every moment of it. No idleness, no laziness, no procrastination, never put off till tomorrow what you can do today he knew way back in 1740 that putting things off leads to a lack of accomplishment as something new or some new priority would always slide onto the task list we allow that to happen by putting words on a page and taking no action My father used to spike projects, meaning he would draw up plans for the project and then get started. Now, he would then stop and move on to something else, but at least progress gets made and the project may get more attention at some point. I prefer to start and finish what I started. That is because my memory skills are akin to Swiss cheese. I guess my father had better memory skills. It is not a secret I enjoy hockey as a spectator sport. Truth is, I like most sports, but my wife will tell you hockey is the one where I get the most amped up and involved. Hockey great Wayne Gretzky has the nickname of the Great One. He is first in many NHL statistical categories for single season and career milestones, although he never led the league in procrastination. He proclaimed procrastination is one of the most common and deadliest of diseases, and its toll on success and happiness is heavy. In most cases, putting things off until later leads to a lack of progress. It leads to regret, and as we have established, we shouldn't grow accustomed to living with regrets. We should strive for accomplishment, and much of that begins with getting started. Sheer motion can bring about the action required for success, especially if we have had success before. The brain's muscle memory can take over and lead us on that path to accomplishment. The 20th century gave us self-help guru Napoleon Hill. He lived to the ripe old age of 87. He wrote, Procrastination is the bad habit of putting off, until the day after tomorrow, what should have been done the day before yesterday. We control this. We control these thoughts and the actions which follow. How many times can we stare at the same project on a list and then move it to the next day, week, or month because we don't feel like it today? Yes, this is autobiographical too. I have two projects on that list. They have been there for six months and I keep moving them thinking tomorrow I will get to that task, yet I never do. It can't be that much of a priority and other items keep leapfrogging that project's significance it is time that I remove it from the list. Can't be that important, or I don't know where to begin. Part of the problem is the pursuit of perfection. Many don't start anything new or unknown as we don't want to be a failure. Rather than try something new and be terrible at it, we choose the path of least resistance. We do what we've always done, which is the same as yesterday or nothing. Both options often produce suboptimal results. Jen Sincere is a writer and success coach. She says perfectionism and procrastination have such a fine line. You say, well, I want it to be good, I want it to be perfect, but what you're really doing is not doing your work. You're putting off, showing up, and being visible because you're going to be judged and it might suck. The human brain is designed to protect us from such failures. It fills our active thought process with negativity, fear, and loathing. It gives us enough self-doubt so that not starting seems better than the alternative reality we have conjured up in our minds. That is the major difference between professionals and amateurs, the difference between average and excellence. Which would you rather be? The historical fiction writer Stephen Pressfield has many credits to his name. This includes 1995's The Legend of Bagger Vance. It was later turned into a movie of the same name, starring that guy who slapped Chris Rock. He also wrote nonfiction works, such as 2012's Turning Pro. In it, Stephen says, Turning Pro is a mindset. If we are struggling with fear, self sabotage, procrastination, self doubt, etc., the problem is we're thinking like amateurs. Amateurs don't show up. Amateurs crap out. Amateurs let adversity defeat them. The pro thinks differently. He shows up. He does his work. He keeps on trucking no matter what. That is the mark of the true professional. One who performs at a high level even on an off day. One we can count on to make it to the goal despite the odds and the headwinds. When we put things off, we make a conscious choice. We deprioritize that which we don't comprehend or find uninspiring. We often sprint towards the shiny new toy, but back off when we find out it is work. Acclaimed entrepreneur Jim Rohn says, if you really want something, you will find a way. If you don't, you will find an excuse. And we often find excuses about why we will not, do not, or cannot. Why would we do this if these are the requirements of the job? Is it because we love to invest in self-sabotage? That cannot be it, it may be more strange internal wiring, one that requires a nudge to get started. Many times that nudge comes from the external, not the internal. I knew a business owner from Wisconsin that used to call the spouses of his sellers anytime he launched a sales incentive or contest. He wanted the spouse to know what was on the table at the office. Talk about external motivation. Some are programmed to want to be better. They cannot stand for the idea of being mediocre, while others are fine with the middle or the bottom of the pack. Some will hone their skills and be relentless in the pursuit of excellence. Others will take what they have and do nothing with it. The actor Denzel Washington puts it this way, I'd be more frightened by not using whatever abilities I'd been given. I'd be more frightened by procrastination and laziness. Which part of the pecking order do you think Denzel falls into, top or bottom? We all have the potential to be better. For some, it looks effortless, and for others, it is hard work. Regardless of which camp you fall into, the worst thing you can do is nothing. The worst thing you can do is push that task from to do list to another to do list without attempting to get started. This course of action makes our job harder, not easier. It is already hard enough. Mason Cooley was an American born aphorist. He wrote, Procrastination makes easy things hard, and hard things harder. When we shorten the time frame a lot, of for the task at hand, we amp up the pressure that time imposes on us. Some of us panic when the time gap shrinks. Very few thrive on it. There's a famous story about NFL quarterback Joe Montana. In Super Bowl 23. when time was running down, his team was down 16-13. With 3.10 remaining on the clock, his team was in the huddle full of nerves. Montana, cool as a cucumber, looked up and asked the question, Hey, isn't that John Candy? He had spotted the late actor and comedian in the stands and used that to calm his team down. He then made history, leading his team on a 93-yard drive, capped off with a touchdown pass to receiver John Taylor. This secured a 20-16 victory over the Cincinnati Bengals. Very few handle time pressure, like Joe Montana. For the rest of us not named Montana, we operate in a world with less pressure and more time. And we are in control of what happens to that time. We can be excellent stewards of that time, or we can squander it. We can rank our tasks and match that with our time, or we can wait and put things off until tomorrow. The 17th century English poet Edward Young wrote it this way, he claimed procrastination is the thief of time. He is not wrong. Most of our time-based problems are self-inflicted. As we create our list for the month, week, and day, we put things on them that limit chances for completion. Either because we are uneducated about the how-to, unmotivated by the significance, or unfulfilled by the outcome. Either way, we are responsible for what happens next. Before you place that next task on your to-do list, think about what happens next. As a friend once said to me, how does that help you sell more? Ask that qualifying question before placing a task on your list that moves you further away from your goal. If all you do is place an item on a list and keep moving it up the road, your to-do later list becomes your to-do never list. My new book, You Can't Lead from the Back of the Room, Nor Should You, is now available on Audible as an audiobook download. If you've liked what you've heard here today, please consider downloading a copy or two. You can always send one to a friend. You can go to cdmediaconsulting.com right now and follow the instructions.